gone. That's outstanding. Like a farmer in his field. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I gotta think up some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is innovation, and my other middle name is paradigm shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're gonna serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. All right. It's time for another edition of the Channel Futures Podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, for this pre-show edition is our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson. Mr. James Anderson. James, looking good with those, like, space age. I don't even know what those yeah. are. What are those? You, you zoom them in, and you can, like, like, you can focus. Like, I can totally see you right now. If I do this, I can't. But I, but... It's awesome, man. I stole them for my nephew. Yeah, it was like that. That's cool. So those are like kids' glasses that do pretty much nothing, but they yeah yeah They're like a, like they, a magnifying glass oh, and nice. binoculars all all at once. But these are more my more oh, my nice. That's a good style. So yeah. those other glasses, they're like they like made me look my head look huge. I mean, it's I've already got a pretty big head. It's funny because those, those are very much Matrix sunglasses that you were wearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. the Matrix. I'll be sporting these. I'll be sporting these in Miami. Absolutely. You, you very much you look go. like you're, you're Call about me Neo. to... Call yeah, me Neo. Call me Neo, my friend. You're about to shut down a rogue computer program inside <laughs> of a, 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 a digital interface. I've, I've done that before. Actually, the, the rogue computer programs that we have here sometimes shut down on me. It's, it's not really uh, that direction, but... Hey, it's going to be going to be a great time uh, coming up here uh, in Miami. Channel Futures Leadership Summit, October 30th to November 2nd. James, we are less than two weeks away from making that connection in Miami. You're pumped. Pumped. Pumped to see the crew. Always a good time. And we're uh, we're bringing you the hits. <laughs> there you go. Uh, your Casey Kasem or Shadow Stevens, uh, a little flashback there for you. Probably don't even oh, know who those people are. Do they, do they bring you the the hits? Is that what they do? Uh, they did bring the the top twenty or top forty oh. back in the day. Yeah, good. Yeah, timeless move. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the leadership summit for those who aren't on board with it yet. Definitely not too late to book your trip to Miami. Book your room. Uh, get there for the event. It's going to kick off with the Women's Leadership portion, a uh, Women's Leadership Summit portion of the larger summit uh, on October 30th. We've got the MSP Summit portion of it. We've got the MSP 501 Awards Gala. That's always a fantastic time. There are going to be other networking events, plenty of education. I was thinking for a moment, James, if you recall a couple of years ago, um, when Kevin and I were doing the podcast, actually, it was a few years ago now, we insulted millennials like yourself by doing like a rapid fire, uh, low attention span uh, reading of the entire agenda. I decided not to do that this time. I was thinking about it. I really did think about it. I thought it would be fun, but we have so many things on the agenda. It probably would have taken us even reading it like rapid fire. It would probably taken us like 10 minutes to get through all that stuff. So. I was I was thinking of our loyal casties when I decided that, that we'd pass on doing that this year. We're always thinking of those loyal casties, and you know they got they've got uh, their attention spans are are just great if they're 
<laughs> there's our there's our ours maybe not so much so instead of going through the whole agenda i will put the uh link to the agenda on the landing page of this podcast so that that should uh, should suffice in this case what what uh may i ask my friend uh have you been up to in preparation uh for the big show well i'm i'm involved with kind of putting together some of these panels Mm-hmm. particularly on the technology advisor side. So a lot of prep calls, a lot of like meeting with panelists and moderators and just kind of sitting back and, and hearing what, what, what they're planning on. And that's, that's a lot of fun stuff. And then um, just getting, getting back into that conference motion. I've, I've been to, as of today, I've, I've been to three conferences um, at a time by the time um, we do this show, I will have probably, I'll probably be at my fourth or will have done yeah. my fourth. So for four and four and four weeks, baby. Yeah. You're uh, you're hanging in there. Uh, it's going to be six out of seven for you. Uh, that's you're right up there with some of the uh, top salespeople on the channel, as many shows as they're getting to, you know, these guys who travel 40, 45 weeks a year. Uh, you're not quite there yet, but six out of seven, uh, that is that is a handful. It's funny because you kind of wonder, like, why do these people get along with each other? They're at rival companies. And then, like, it is that they are, like, on this event circuit. And they're, like, they're, they're people that I've seen the last two weeks that I'll see next week. Um, and we're, we, you know, we're got, we got each other's back. So it's, it's interesting, like. Because like the suppliers are the most common people that you see. There's some partner overlap, but it's a lot of like the same suppliers. And it's like, I feel like they're starting to adopt me as their own and initiate me into their, into their rituals, which is, it's nice. It's nice. Much like we did a number of years ago here at, uh, here at Informa and Channel Futures. We adopted you, I feel. Oh, you, you, you guys <laughs> do every day. <laughs> Well, let's talk uh, in just a bit a little more about uh, those events. Yeah. I just want to tell people that uh, we've been doing a number of video interviews. Uh, you did one. Uh, I did a few uh, previewing the event, uh, talking to a lot of companies who are sponsors who are going to be there. Uh, Ingram Micro, Pax8, so you did one with ThreatLocker, uh, just to name a few. Uh, we're also going to have some coming up uh, with Lumen as another one. So sort of a good balance on on both the IT and, and T, uh, technology advisor sides of the channel. Uh, we encourage you to check those out. Another great one, James, is I recently did an interview with Eric Bull's uh, video interview. He is our big motivational speaker uh, for the event. This guy is fantastic. Uh, if you haven't heard him speak before, I'm thinking probably a lot of uh, folks in our audience haven't. There are, there are a number of people out there that sort of do that circuit of technology events. I haven't heard Eric speak before, uh, but it, doing the interview with him uh, last week, uh, I was impressed. So it, it's going to be good to see him on stage. My point being with all this is not to say, hey, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Well, kind of is. Uh, but is to say that we'll make these uh, videos, of course, available on the landing page of this podcast uh, for people to check out. Now, James, uh, back to you, uh, because this podcast is sort of all about you uh, in that we're going to talk about all your travels. Uh, you did an interview for this podcast uh, that I was not involved in, which, as our casties know, is one of my favorite things, because uh, then you're doing more work than I am. 
Uh, but let's uh, let's pick your brain a little bit on your travels. Tell us where you've been uh, the last two or three weeks, and maybe give us a summary of uh, the people you talked to, the the news that broke there, the the events themselves. So, uh, what do people need to know if they yeah. weren't there? So, um, this kind of started off at the end of September with the Ingram Micro One conference in Nashville, and so that's a maybe different different group than I'm normally around. A lot of a lot of MSPs and VARs um and other people that are those but don't want to call themselves that. And uh met met some folks in that community uh from the Ingram side. You're hearing a lot from uh Paul Hager. Did you interview Paul? You interviewed Paul Hager, didn't you? I did. I interviewed from Paul Ingram. this week. Uh so that's yeah. one of the videos I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So he's really kind of a rising star there at Ingram Micro. He came from the MSP side to like to lead this gigantic to focus on the services side of this gigantic distributor. So he's right. he's really influencing stuff. You got um hearing a lot from um chief digital officer, uh Sanjeev Zahu. So he's, um, I think in a lot of ways, you know, one of the architects behind their Xvantage, like they're trying to make, make all their operations run through a digital platform. So he's really doing a lot of evangelism around that, but also he's kind of their subject matter expert around AI. He did a panel for a a keynote session for AI and um, talked a lot about that. So got to hear a lot from uh, partners about the AI projects that they're implementing. And that was cool. We did a little story on that. And Extremely cool. I know we're going to be talking about AI at the uh, Channel Futures Leadership Summit coming up here. So that's a good, a good yeah. little preview for you. Yeah. So really my takeaway from that is like, it's, it's AI is, is about data. And um, we've always had some form of AI, but now we've got like really good data inputs and businesses can do some really cool things with that but they want um they want a partner to help them and so a lot of a lot of partners see the opportunity there whether they're selling something or just um just 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 consulting so um so then i went to avant special forces in phoenix um you're stomping well you're you were in Scottsdale a bit, you know, pacing, but, 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 you know, Phoenix region, that was, that was my old stomping grounds. Um, Absolutely. uh, So that was, that was a lot of fun for me who I spend a lot of time in like the technology advisor, TSD community, lots of people there. And um, just, uh, yeah, I wrote a story on some of the trends I I saw there and just, um, just a great, meeting with people across the, the the ecosystem and hearing what they think um i think by now totally probably, back in your wheelhouse there those are your those are your people yeah that, so that was fun that was just meeting with partner after partner after partner and and then you know talking with some avant peeps um really like that was fun and then and then I headed out to palm springs um this week uh you know maybe it'll be last week when you read watch this but i was at bridgepoint bridgepoint tech tech summit um and that was very different change of pace from avant 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 was around 2000 people bridgepoint was 425 people there and um bridgepoint is i don't know if the word boutique is the word they use anymore but there's a little bit of a boutique vibe of like 
their partners are more exclusive with them are, are pretty much are exclusive with them so like you don't meet the bridgepoint um agents uh, it strategists at the other tsd events so that was an entirely new group of partners that i met and they're, they're really friendly people um and then you'll you'll see uh an interview video interview i did with um uh, the founders, um, Scott Evers and Brian Miller. And uh, so they're, uh, th that was a fun time, fun interview. And uh, just that was a good opportunity to learn about an ecosystem that I, I frankly didn't know that well. So that's kind of what I took away from that event. Yeah, it's been a, a crazy few weeks for you. Um, I'm looking forward to this uh, this interview you did. Uh, you want to say anything else to set it up, or was that enough? I don't want you. You know, well, I think you're getting a little tired. I, I, yeah. I heard you talk a lot there, and I don't want you to fall asleep on me. So you let me know when we just need to roll the tape. Well, I just want to be clear: these people aren't like giants physically. Like they're maybe like I think they're over six feet tall, mm -hmm. but like they're standing next to me, so that makes them look really, really tall. Like <laughs> I don't think they're that tall. So okay. I just want to pump the pump the brakes on that. Like, I don't think these guys are like six feet five. They're just standing next to a short person. So <laughs> I just feel like the audience needs that kind of fact checking. It's an important perspective. And they'll, they'll notice here that you did an extremely good job, I feel, of framing up this shot with, I assume you're using your phone. Yes. Yeah, I put it against a wall. No. And... Oh beautiful it's art it's beautifully artistic that, that's just no one so. yeah enjoy seeing half of my face the entire time well you know you might have drifted off just a little bit hey the, people are seeing you here they're, they're the focus the bridgepoint guys are the focus of this interview right so fair. Fair. so let's do it let's uh let's hear from these guys uh at bridgepoint your uh your adventure in palm springs roll tape Hey everybody, I'm really excited to be here in Palm Springs doing a little uh, little video interview here. Uh, Brian Miller and Scott Evers, they're the co-founders and uh, CRO, CEO at Bridgepoint Technologies. They, they had a nice little show this week. Um, 425 people here, uh, how'd it go? Amazing week, just always great to connect with everybody for one week of the year, get the community together. A lot of new faces old faces get reacquainted with people meet new people it's been fantastic yeah twice as many people this year as last year uh the feedback which is always honest from the people that we've uh surrounded ourselves with has been extremely positive always areas of improvement obviously but yeah so far just really excited awesome. i mean on that note i am curious like what the i don't know if you call them like the legacy strategies but but those who have been here for you know, more than five years, maybe they would say they've been here from the beginning, you know, what's, how, how are they um, experiencing this growth and this uh, investment and seeing new people come into the community? And, yeah. and how are those new folks doing uh, it? Yeah, I mean, anyone who's been with us, James, for more than, that started with us prior to maybe 2020, their first um, channel you know, opportunity, if you will, is with us. So they really don't have like a comparison to what other folks that work with some of our competitors have done. So um, they've kind of were born and have been raised with us. But the people that we brought on board, whether it's through M&A or through just, they've decided to, to come in and work with us. I mean, 
they've got they have good perspective, right? They have much better perspective than Scott and I have, and much better perspective than our old uh, kind of the old guard have. And so their feedback on how we do things differently and really like focus around the end user customer and and team selling and co-selling and that way. I mean, it's been it's been very uh, been very positive. The other thing too, um, feel super fortunate. The people we have brought on board are a great culture fit, right? Even though they come from other you know companies or they have their own company today, or they did. We did 17 acquisitions in the last year. They're fantastic. Perfect culture fit. Perfect culture fit. Awesome. And so the acquisition I was most interested in was Canon Group and the, what's turned into Bridgepoint Lifecycle Services. Um, was really interesting Tuesday morning, like all the presentations were from, you know, either life, Bridgepoint Lifecycle or Bridgepoint CX and sort of, rather than pitching like a vendor, it was like pitching, here's the services that you can do alongside us. Can you tell us a little bit about, the, I, I'm interested in the LCS side, yep. what, what that entails. Yeah, just kind of give a little background there. Yeah, I mean, having started in the business selling end user customers, Scott and I, what you realize is the amount of information that's available out there from customers that they don't have their arms around um, is mind blowing. But it takes a lot of work to really provide what you know the legacy TEM telecom expense management services, and we kind of did it, you know, in a half-assed manner for a long period of time. But that was very valuable, and it's tough work. It's very manual. As much as you invest in software and other tools, it takes a lot of human uh, human. Um, involvement but it really drives agency pull through and then it also allows us to just kind of help customers really give an extra set of eyes on the account and quite honestly you know it allows us to also get competitive intelligence so stuff that we haven't sold to them and then help them out and upsell them on that as well yeah we, as you heard we have twelve thousand customers and we're a new logo machine too so from the beginning we always wanted to provide those additional services mm -hmm. and while we worked really hard on leading up to this event we've had success with our strategies but just productizing you know lcs in, in particular just productizing it make it really simple for for our strategists to engage on that and let our team help them win yeah. same thing on the cx side we, we work really hard to productize that just to get enough information from the customer get them excited and then bring the entire team in yeah, any examples on the productizing side? Cause I know Scott Kay was talking about that, and like, what, are the, what was an example of kind of making that, um, you know, consumable uh, from a strategy perspective? So, historically, I would say us and many other people in the business did, you know, the part of the sales pitch is, I'm gonna do all this stuff for no cost, and then in return, you're gonna hopefully award me with the business, yeah. and, as we've gone up market over the years, what you realize that approach to certain customers of size view that if it's free, it's not gonna be good. So we're trying to kind of bridge the gap for people who historically had, hey, I'm gonna do this pro bono and provide them with a very easily understandable pricing model that there could be some subsidization, whether it's from the customer or for us and really create you know, stickiness and, and incremental value and the way we've done it for 22 years, we're going to keep doing that because it's not a fit for everybody. But saying yes to customers to help them with all these big problems, especially from a cost management perspective and just managing everything that they have, super exciting. Yeah. Um, do, do you mind taking a stab at sort of that difference between cost cutting and cost management that we can hear in some of the keynotes? 
Yeah, I mean, if you believe what you read, I mean, companies are, are you know, spending more on technology services than less, but they want to know what they're spending it on, right? So, you know, we're, and a lot of times we're showing visibility into money they're spending there that they could potentially redeploy elsewhere because um, they might be, you know, on 2020 pricing. So it's not just to go in and say, hey, we're going to save 35%. It's more of, hey, this is what you have. This is what you're paying for. This is what you say you need. You don't have budget for. How do we marry the two? And you get what you want. And most often, as you heard, customers, we always find things customers didn't even know they had and they weren't using anymore. It's really managing what you have, understanding what you have. Yeah, I think a lot, that ties into this conversation about cross-sell, right? And I think going to, this is the second show in a row where, where I've kind of heard a, a stat about how cross-sell has a, has a lot of opportunity, I guess, to, to put it nicely. And there's there's room to grow there. Um, yeah, how do you how do you link between the, the visibility you're getting there with, with the cross-sell that you're, that you're wanting? So, so uh, what we've realized is our sellers typically have one area of really good expertise, right? And so they may not be comfortable necessarily having conversations in the other areas. We don't have expertise. So it's our job to make sure that they have a well-rounded team in front of them to be able to talk intelligently in those other areas but be able to provide them the data to say like, hey, you have 20 customers that are in the Fortune 1000 and you've sold them only X percentage of their total IT services spend, we got a huge opportunity. And oh, by the way, these are the people that can help you. And we're gonna make that easy on them too, even you know, without LCS, we have so much data. So we're gonna be presenting that to them, sitting down with them, just like Brian said, just coming up with strategies, using our marketing program, and then the rest of the team to get in front of those customers to just cross on. Because the stat is it's 1.25. It jumps off the page at you. It's 1.25 products across our customer base, which that's just tremendous opportunity. Yeah. Um, so a lot of talk around Bridgepoint is like acquisitions and organic growth, but I'm coming out of this conference, I'm really interested in like who is going to be signing up as strategists, you know, and, and asking people like, where is the next generation of technology advisors, agents, strategists? Where, where are you seeing them come from? Where are you looking to, to bring them on board? Um, I was speaking with uh, Peter Rice, um, so I think his career at Lumen, um, before finding its way here. Like, where, where are you finding talent? Where are you looking? Where do you think the opportunities for the next generation of uh, strategists is? Most of our most successful strategists came from outside the business. So we have gold traders, we have software salespeople. It just, so, so over the 20, you know, 22 years or 20 years prior to uh, taking on the investment from Charles Bank, you know, that's what we did. We found great salespeople and our commitment to them was to help them monetize their relationships. So they, they get in front of the customers and we bring the team in to help them monetize those relationships. And with the talent that you've seen that we've brought on board and then productizing things, building practice areas, we're just trying to make that that much easier to challenge them, you know, again, to get, to get out in front of more customers and, uh, and bring in more deals. Yeah, three years ago, our top 20 sellers, 10 of them in their previous life never sold a service that they sold the day they partnered up with them. But to Scott's point, there's good salespeople. And then it was our job, like I said, which fortunately, you know, we've been successful in doing is putting them with the right people to help, you know, 
to help them. So, um, but what we're seeing, I would say now, a lot of the hardware bars, for one reason or another, are now, and I said it the other night, I mean, they're looking at this as like their next career. Mm -hmm. And they have an established customer base they've been selling to for a long period of time. So, um, I think that's a great opportunity for us. And we, we often, you know, it takes years, but we'll get really good salespeople from the carriers too, or data center companies. But that takes time, right? Um, and it's a journey, but there's no better time than now. So anybody that's looking to, to become a strategist, we'd love to talk to them. Awesome. Uh, any final words? Anything you're, you're looking forward to? Well, the pool party. <laughs> the pool party tonight is uh, is a great way to end it. It's like our it's like our our culture, our tradition to end with a pool party. But um, no, we look. We're working really hard, not because we have to, because we just want to. We're that excited about the opportunity. And the best part too is, you know, you you you, you go from two hundred and twenty to four hundred and fifty people, right? I mean, the culture is here. The cult, it's it's the Bridgepoint culture as we scale. So it's been a ton of fun connecting and bringing the new partners on and new suppliers too. Yeah, I mean, we have ambitious goals, but we're also realists. We know in order for us to achieve those, we have to work our tails off, and we're surrounding ourselves. The one thing, too, that I think we've been fortunate about, as we've rounded out our executive leadership team, these are people that are super sharp. They're very hardworking. They don't have an ego. And, like, we are very, very, very happy and fortunate. Um, because I think it allows us to achieve those lofty goals um, and make them more achievable. Terrific. Well, Scott, Brian, thanks so much for the time today. James, thank you. So, Craig, I just, I just thought that was so interesting when they were talking about the new types of of partners that are entering their their community. So, like they were saying, like gold traders are signing on as Bridgepoint IT strategists. Um, which is so it's so interesting like gold traders i i have the number that they said was like 10 out of their top 20 partners are like not from telecom they're not even from a vendor like they're from something they're just really good salespeople who like have what it takes and that's that was fascinating to me this is the uh this is the real evolution of the channel, right? I mean, this is kind of the the shadow channel that's been talked about for years, right? People that we didn't necessarily think of as partners or they didn't even know necessarily that they were essentially channel partners who are finally getting into the fold with some of these companies and, and Bridgepoint being one that has had such an evolution itself over the last year or two and, and really made waves. I agree, Craig. I think the secret is out that you can make some money here. Um, there was a panel of, of uh, I will have posted by now a story about this, um, a panel of of their IT strategists who like, someone was, um, there was there was a woman who worked in hospitality, there was a guy that worked for a legal courier service, all these random places, and they would meet like their tele, the telecom person who sold them a phone or whatever, and they'd be like, hey, like, is there money that you can make in telecom? And they were like, uh, yeah. And so <laughs> they're making wads more money than they were making and it's not i mean they're they're upfront on what they're doing like it's their full-time job but wow like that that was so that was like a real perspective shift because i'm used to everyone in this industry always being in this industry and just kind of traveling around from one company to another in the space but yeah the whole world out there craig big wide world big wide world my friend
All right. Uh, before we go, I hate to do this to you. I have I have to bring it hey, up. Hey, man. We, we on the last podcast or two podcasts ago, I think we talked briefly about uh, our fantasy football league that we have here uh, within Channel Futures, and includes some folks who used to work for the brand, um, some you know family, some friends, etc. And uh, you you had some you had some real tough luck those first couple of weeks uh, losing. I, I think we might have mentioned this by what a fraction of a point, and then you wound up winning by a fraction of a point in the third week. And we discussed how this mathematically it's almost impossible for this to happen. I mean, you'll go like years without even being in a game decided by one point. But then you and I, um, you you bounced back. You had a win there. Then you and I faced off uh, here. What was it last week? week before i don't remember but uh i just had to say thank you for your kindness and allowing me to be triumphant in our our head-to-head matchup craig um you got a great squad um some you're really showing a a strong command of the waiver wire this year um (laughs) you run into some bad luck with injury so we're going to see how you how resilient you are. I think you will be fearsome. But are you six and zero? Are you six and zero, Craig? Uh, well, five and zero as of recording this. Um, and I think I'm I'm hoping to be six and zero by the time that people see this. But it, it's gonna. I got a tough matchup this week, so we'll see. And fantasy football is for most people who who play it realize that it's uh, about 90% luck, 10% strategy and about 90% luck. It's all about who on your team gets hurt and yeah. uh, who plays well one week and who doesn't the next week. It's, it's a yeah. crap sheet, but it, it's, we have a good time doing it. It's like five, 50% luck. How do they say 50% pain? Oh, are you thinking of the 100% 10%? Reason- you think about reason the to, to remember 10% the inspiration, 90% perspiration? Con- or is concentra- it the, concentrated power of will? Yeah, it's all kinds of things. There's a lot. Of, that's a re- that's a recipe I'm still unpacking. But uh, but yeah, fantasy, fantasy football is very similar to that. Yeah, it's a good time. We have a good time. We give each other a hard time as well. So. I make that's what makes it makes it kind of fun. Although I give I give you and the other guys a harder time. It's too often too often you guys are softies and you don't give give as much uh, crud back to me as I as I would like. But uh, it, you know, it so, kills this guy. It kills this guy. We don't that. <laughs> you have a hard time with the confrontation, especially I when it just, comes to your uh, coworkers <laughs> and frivolous endeavors. <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm watching greatness take place, and who am I to try to put you down? You know. All right, let's uh, wrap that conversation. Before we go, I want to want to throw out uh, one more special invitation to all of our loyal Cassies uh, to be sure to attend the Channel Futures Leadership Summit. We're expecting about 2,000 attendees coming up in Miami again. That's October 30th to November 2nd. Uh, you know, it's less than two weeks away, uh, and we hope to see you all there. It's going to be an absolutely fabulous event. If you'd like to check out the archive of this podcast, Coffee with Craig and James, you can go to wherever you get your podcast. is what I like to say. I almost forgot what I was going to say. Uh, it should be muscle memory by now. We're right. out there pretty much everywhere. Right, James? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check us out in video, as you see here, on Vimeo.com. 
And of course, you can check out both the audio and the video of us. Where, James? On our flagship news site. That flagship news site is channelfutures.com. Thanks for joining us today. As James types away, we hope to see you again next time. Take care. Just, just take care. Just take more care than you thought you needed to take care of. Thank you.